Morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the WrestleCurious Podcast, episode 79, hosted by myself, Joe Hulbert, Charlie, Manny, who has done his usual bit of putting on a mask <laughs> while it's loading, and we don't know what he's going to come on the screen with, but he's here. He's got his mask on. Uh, he's on mute. I don't know if he knows that. Um, but yeah, we're here. Another episode of the WrestleCurious Podcast. We're going to be talking AEW Dynamite. We're going to be reviewing that show. Really, really good show. Um and a few little bits of news, rumours, gossip, all those kind of things, what we usually do. We're going to be here for just under 90 minutes, uh, maybe just over. We usually go over on this show, but we try not to, but it's kind of what we do. Uh, first things first, please like, subscribe, super chat if you're feeling generous. It's always, always appreciated. And um, yeah, man, I'm going to do the round, see how everyone's doing. Manny, uh, do you want to give us some mask lore? Uh, and how are you doing today, man? I got a good small comment first. Andrew the Giant, please. This isn't Lindsay Dorado's mask. This is Eddie Guerrero's Black Tiger mask. Learn your mask lore. Um, uh, I mean, I forgot I was on a podcast today. I was driving around looking to do a bit for the Worldwide show. Then I got tagged into something while I was in the while I was in a Taco Bell drive-through, and I said, "Oh shit, man! What the hell?" I was about to eat my Taco Bell at the park next to my house. And so then I rushed home, and here I am. <laughs> yeah, you know what's coming next. Yo, <laughs> how you doing? I'm terrific, mate. I really am. Very good. good, man. Um, good. About as happy as a 25-year-old man can be with as much gray hair as I currently have. Uh, that's where I'm at right now. Um, been a day in that regard, I will concede, you know. One of those days. Maybe you've been there yet, Monty. You'll get there soon. Just looking in the mirror going, good Lord, I'm fucked. You know, it's just it's terrible. <laughs> what it, what it's done to I'm blaming the game. I feel like that's, that's the reason for this. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, but I'm, I'm good, I promise. And uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Like, you know, what did you say? You said we have a real show review. Yes, pin in the chat, I am 25. Do not, let's not litigate that. It's true. <laughs> not my fault. I, I've been walking the King's Road for years now. Too the many tools, man. Too many tools. I don't know if that's like disrespect or something. I don't know, man. That the twenty-five and then the when I was on that. when I was on Fightful back in the day, they like genuinely the whole staff was forty, and I was like twenty-one. Incredible bit. <laughs> oh my god. Incredible bit. It was a real, it was a real thing. <laughs> nonetheless, how are you, Molly? I uh, yeah, man. I'm I'm not too bad. I'm feeling good. Ready to talk about this really good episode of Dynamite. You know. Good Thursday show. I like, I like these shows, man. You know, we have a good time. We have a good time. And of course, Charlie. Been a lot. Been a lot of moving parts in the world of Brit Rest. Of course, mm-hmm. you cover this better than anyone else in the world. You know. <laughs> Got you, yeah. How are you doing today, though? Doing good. Doing good. It's been a busy one. I was out of the house most of the day. Had to go to some meetings at university, but ready mm-hmm. to talk some wrestling. The thing that I actually care about these days, to be honest. <laughs> No, that's what we're going to do, you know? That's yeah. what we're here for. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, should, what, should we start with the Dynamite review or should we start with like, the news tidbits and the whatnots, you know? Hmm. Hmm. Can I choose on this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, whoever, whoever answers first. I think it would make <laughs> sense that we do Dynamite and then we adjust based on how much time we have left, you know? Yeah. All right, then. Let's review this episode of Dynamite. Um, yes. Can somebody please remind me what city they were in or state they were in? Detroit, Michigan. Good, good crowd. 
the little pretty circle good arena. Good house, it looked like too. Was it a good house? It looked like a pretty good house. Like I'm 7, not sure. 000, I think. Good That's house. The last number I saw. Mm-hmm. Really good house. Good, really yeah. good house. Really good house. Really loud house, which is ultimately what actually matters for us watching at home. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of auto and, uh, employees there. What was that? A lot of auto employees. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're referring to, and you know we got you know we got a wide audience, and there's no point getting into these bits right now. You know, uh, but like I said, really great show, and it was a really great card, and we was all expecting as much, and it definitely delivered. Opening up with Ray Phoenix versus Claudio Castagnoli in a, I believe it's called a double jeopardy match, where the mm-hmm. winner gets a shot at the other's title, and um, this was a brilliant opener because, of course, it was. It was Ray Phoenix who always shines in his singles matches, and Claudio is, you know one of the workers of his generation. So uh, absolutely delivered. Uh, yeah, man, I, I'll let you guys kind of get into it a bit more. Manny, I'll start with you because you are the, uh, you're always waving a flag for Claudio. Like Everyone loves Claudio, but Manny lives, breathes, and uh, he bleeds for Claudio, you know. <laughs> so uh, what, what was your takes on this over now? Fuck man, it was grabs. I mean, I, like this is like, this is what dynamite. Yep. This is what dynamite needed, man. Like, mm-hmm. like you compare all the other openings for the last month and a half. They they didn't touch this, man. Like this is pro wrestling at its finest. <clears throat> um, it blows me away how Phoenix and Claudio have chemistry with everybody they wrestle, and like I I had to look up to make sure that these guys didn't wrestle before. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they did. This is like the first time they actually touched and. I'm shocked about some of the stuff they did. Like Ray Phoenix busted out the Hurricane Rana off the guardrails where he he walked the guardrails. Yeah, I've seen anybody do that before on, on AEW. That was cool. Claudio caught him. Bro. Oh, that was crazy, bro. Yeah, Claudio legit looked like the dive. Claudio in that match to me looked like the guy we've all wanted to be on national TV. The 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 dominant champ. Where mm-hmm. uh, He's like the dominant monster champion. He looked like that, and I was like, "Fuck, man, who can beat him or who can touch him in here?" So I mean, this guy is spectacular. More dynamite matches, please, TK. Yeah, it was awesome, especially being the first time to touch. They definitely did get creative. Like the, uh, I love the spot where Phoenix goes for a code red, and like Claudia blocks it, flips him out of yeah. it, and just nails him with a lariat. Um, so I, I loved it, man. Uh, Charlie, what, what, what did you think of the opener? I really loved it. I thought it was incredible. Like, I know a few people that were a bit annoyed that they didn't get their entrances on TV, but I thought just going straight into the match and how, like, dynamic it was straight from the get-go. Like, you didn't really need the entrances. Like, we know who these guys are. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, we know who these guys are. Like, I was just excited for the match anyways. And some of the spots they were doing, it was like, how was this only, like, what, a 15-minute match or something like that? Mm-hmm. How did they cram so much into it? Mm-hmm. It was just, I, I want to see, I'm excited for the tag match when it happens. It's going to be very fun. It just, yeah. the only thing that, like, I was annoyed about after the match is that it just makes me want the Claudio versus Nick match even more now. And I've been talking about that for You've ages. You've been dying so. for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I have been. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, Claudio's out there. He's he's killing it every chance he gets. Uh, whether that's on on a club in front of a smaller audience or on Dynamite like this, he's gonna kill it because that's what Claudio does, you know. Uh, Joe, what did you think of this man? Yeah, I liked it a lot, and I, I I'm glad Charlie point, you know pointed out the the lack of entrances as a positive because there was something that felt just like undeniably right about that opening. 
right? Like if you've watched Dynamite for a long yeah. time, even if you've liked the last couple of months, which honestly I have liked a lot of it, um, there was something that was like, this is what I want this show to be. When that bell rung and we were in, we were into the action for a minute, you know? <clears throat> so I, I love that. And I thought the match was really, really good. I think they actually have a better one in them. I don't mean that as a criticism. They're just that good. But they, I think honestly, you get them do this again, it'd probably be even better. Um, because there was immediate chemistry, but when you have this kind of pairing, you can only scratch the surface with one match, right? Like, there's so much stuff mm-hmm. these two dudes can yeah. do together. Um, and I, I, I'm totally on board with the ongoing sentiment of, like, more Claudio matches on TV in singles. You know, I understand the belt makes it complicated, but honestly, the people that were really mad about stuff are going to be mad regardless of what you do. Like, Claudio should be wrestling on TV as much as possible. And for that matter, Ray Phoenix too, right? I think we all like seeing Ray Phoenix on the TV show and singles yeah, matches, so. Right? These are two guys who, while they are always treated as important, I think we'd all like to see a little more of in terms of in-ring on Dynamite and Rampage and such. And, uh, yeah, they killed it. Absolutely perfect opener. Got the place rocking. Honestly, they didn't take much convincing. The crowd was hot to begin with, right? But this yeah. only helped. Yeah. So it set the stage beautifully. Yeah, uh, perfect. Yeah. I do. The, I want to mention real quick with the, intro, the starting of the show. It, it was cool when they did because it showed, like, both guys were ready to go. And they yeah. were just waiting yeah. for the bell to go. It felt like a big fight. And then I also want to say, uh, Ray Phoenix super kicked the shit out of Claudio midway through the match. Yes, he did. So, yeah. when, so when Ray Phoenix did the spinning kick that he does, Claudio, Claudio wanted no part of that. <laughs> he said, "Fuck that!" Straight out, it was great. <laughs> oh man, it was uh, it, it really was really set good. The time for the show, yeah, it did. And it was kind of Shout it's what we man. got used to once upon a time with Dynamites. You know, like you open yeah. up with this like incredible match, and then it sets the tone, and the crowd's heated up for it. It's just uh, really good stuff. Really great opening. Uh, this was followed by what was first of a uh, a series of um, interesting happenings with Miro showing up at AEW Dynamite. First time we've seen him in a long while. Renee, she uh, she catches up to him and asks him, you know, what, what's he doing here? What's he doing here? But he doesn't say a word and he goes into TK's office and that's the last, I think, I believe that's the last we see of him in that episode. And uh, yes. Yeah, and he wasn't the first person to go into TK's office, but obviously we'll get to that. Uh, Miro's back. I've wanted this for a long time. I love Miro, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just happy to see him back, man. Uh, I'm sure... Everyone is. Who do we want to see in wrestling? You know, what do we want to see him doing? Where do we want to see him on the card? All those kind of things you talk about. When, uh... Well, he's, hot. he's been out for so long, it feels like he's a brand new wrestler, right? It feels like he's a new signing. <laughs> Literally, almost. yeah. Because even when he came back last time, he was such a brief run. He hasn't been full-time on the roster wrestling since, like, 2021 almost, because his yeah. last run was so short. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of a, a sort of creative name. But nonetheless, I... I thought this was interesting. This appears to be part of the kind of uh, reveal of Collision, it seems like, right, with Tony's promo yeah. layer, which we'll get to, and, and the other one, you know, Rosa, as we kind of will get here. But I thought, um, look, is it the most eventful way of bringing a guy back? No. But honestly, they have their playbook is so pronounced at this point in terms of how they do these things that it popped me to, like, break that format and do something weird, yeah. you know? Like, it was it was very un-AEW to have a guy come back like this. And, I, you know, I appreciate that on some, on some level. Um, the main thing is he's back. Monty, we're on the same page on this one. I'm, I'm really excited to see him back. I'm a, I'm a big, big fan. Um, in terms of all around talents in 2021, I thought he was very, very high on that list. I think he's pretty special. Oh, so. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, I think he's special. So hopefully he can get rolling again. You know, I mean, yes. I think it can pretty easily happen. He's, he's very, very talented. 
Yeah, M- Miro getting rolling again. It's good for everyone involved. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. Manny, was you happy to see Miro back on the scene? Yeah, that's cool. I'm not a big Miro guy, but I really <laughs> hope I, hope I really hope this time around uh, he actually has uh, more competitive matches because I rather see him do that than the, the squashes that he was mostly doing. And yeah. uh, when Renee asked why he was here, she, he should have said, "I work here." <laughs> well, he knows <laughs> I would have popped. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been better if he was like, "Why are you here?" Like the idea that Miro is like he's he's, yeah, not he's been gone that long. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, <"What?" laughs> but yeah, man, TK TK's office was a it was a busy place last night. You know, uh, yeah, next up, yeah, there. they uh, uh, Charlie, of course, or uh, nearly missed you out there, Miro. I don't really. I don't. What do you think of Miro? I don't think I've ever because like <laughs> he's not been yeah. around. Because he's not been around. Yeah, it's just yeah. like I've been doing wrestle purist stuff. There's not really been anything to say about him. But uh, no, mm-hmm. I like Miro. I've always been a bit of a fan. Um, I want to see him have just like hard hitting match- matches more now and less mm-hmm. of the squashes, like Manny was saying. I want to see him get in the ring with Roosh. Like that's the big one oh, that comes mm-hmm. to mind for me. So I'm excited. <laughs> oh, 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 hold on, hold on. Oh, never mind. I don't know if I want to see that match after. Okay. Yeah. So you tell your boy get ready to look up the lights, chief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know some little, people. Submission's a little tired, mm. brother. Carry on, Charlie, my man. Um, I know some people were saying about putting him straight back in the TNT title scene, and honestly, at this point, I'm with that as well. Yeah. Get the belt back on him. He had a great run with it. Yeah, man. He, uh, coming back to get his baby. You know, yeah. they, they could uh, they could do something along those lines, and uh, people they eat up, man. You know, people were loving his promos and just everything mm-hmm. about him. And before, like you know, he kind of was, you know, gone, and then came back for two <laughs> seconds, and then gone again. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. I can get that image out of my head. Just Miro just having the camel clutch on him, <laughs> just like just after after <laughs> after Rush just makes him look good, and everybody's gonna be talking about how how makes him look good. Come <laughs> on, bro. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. You get in the real Rooch and you just you become a star after that. Everybody's like, "Oh, look, this guy is ready for the next the next thing." And I'm like, bro, it was Rooch. Okay, I like Rooch, but now I need some examples. Of what, you, what you just described, I'm intrigued by. Brian Who is Rooch? Res- Brian Danielson. Rooch is great. Rooch is great at many things, but making the other guy look great is not really the you know famed Rooch maneuver. But yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I think it's kind of weird, man. John Moxley beat Roosh and he was ready for the title. Brian Danielson <laughs> beat Roosh, he was ready for the title. I mean, what? Mox and Brian Danielson, the great elevation of Roosh. <laughs> Same thing with Hangman, you know. They all oh. they have to go through the big boy, man, to, to get to the title. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> with the boys, get the horns. That's what it is. This is a good bit. I like this bit. This is it's very good. good. <laughs> Yeah, Roosh is good, man. He's the man. Yeah, I Roosh. love Roosh. Yeah, Mandy likes Roosh more than most, but we all he love does. Roosh, yeah, we all. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, gonna get into some super chats before we move on. Um, we got James, William, Ross, one ninety nine. <laughs> Appreciate you very much, Devon. Don't be ashamed. Oh my brother, testify. Uh, so many characters, man. All these characters that we get. Here's a normal person. Short times for two dollars. Um. Please tell me you had the mask at Taco Bell. Manu, did you have the mask at Taco Bell? That's crazy. I had it in my my passenger seat. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. I uh, appreciate you. Mazfan84199, appreciate you. Can't let 
Can't get the cage V trigger out of my head. Yeah, that was a like that was a really crazy spot. Um, yeah. I thought Kenny's leg came off. You know, but <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah. I thought John Marks was more impressive than that spot, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, he just threw, he went he went down, brother. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone no not even nine hundred k lol Smackdown tomorrow night. I mean, thanks for the uh, unbiased journalism for Ariel mm-hmm. right there. Appreciate you as always. Zaid Nadi, 499, appreciate you. Um, I find it funny how everyone, including some at WrestlePurious, are divisive between the elite, CMFTR, MJF, etc. All bad bitches to me. My philosophy is that variety is the key. Well, you know, it's kind of a... I saw the rating, and I can only imagine what some of our guys have been doing to poor MJF, you know. Um, (laughs) I'm with you, Zaid, honestly, you know. Um, I just have my preferences. <laughs> there you have it, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, Zaid, I'm with you, man. Uh, I, I like them all. I like them all. But um, yeah, we do have some. We do have some crazy agenda pushers, you know. <laughs> Bam, two dollars. Appreciate you as always. Uh, here for the elite law. John Moxley is elite, Stan. He is, man. He, he loves yeah. working with them. Evidently, hundred uh, percent. There's definitely going to be some elite law. We've got Charla. She's, yeah. you know, she's, she's okay. a veteran. You know, uh, Tiger Style Pro. How much money <laughs> does someone have to send for Manny to say meow? <laughs> Manny, name yeah. your price. Manny, uh, free price on this one, mate. Uh, twenty bucks. That's, that's yeah. not going to pay the bills, brother. <laughs> Got to push your price there, man. You had them. Joe, Joe's <laughs> disappointment then with like. Oh. I paid for my dinner later on the night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Darren Walker, twenty pounds. Appreciate yeah. it as always. Charlie, will you be at All In uh, Fan Fest on the Saturday before All In? I'm sure MJF will be nice to me. <laughs> and Joe, our boy Nick, all this makes his in in oh, ring yeah. return to Impact tonight. So expect Monday review. Yeah, I do have to be out here pretty sharp tonight. We've got a we got a bit of a party going on. It's just a small gathering of you know forty to fifty people for Nick Aldis, and uh, we're ready to go. You know, it's a big one for Great Britain. And uh, you'll be the youngest person there by about fifteen years. Yeah, yeah we're, we're rooting for you, Nick. <laughs> Keep doing us proud, Chief. Keep doing your thing. You know, the world is watching. <laughs> He's actually going to pop a number, probably, which is like, yeah, yeah, that's well, what he does, bro. That's what he does. If he doesn't, I will not realize nor know. If he does, someone will act there. I'll be like, tweet, you know, so it's beautiful. You can't lose. It's good shit. Um, also, I'm not going oh, to yeah, Charlie, of course. Saturday. I'm doing the one on the Sunday. Fairs. Who's at that one? Do you know yet? Uh, no idea. No idea. Don't even know if how, how, uh, how far out do they usually announce these things? Do we go? Uh, it, it probably won't be until like July, I figure. Oh shit! Maybe, well, maybe like early August. All right. Uh, Darren Walker, five pounds again. Appreciate you as always. Miro, the hero has returned. He can squash Orange Cassidy in, in that reign of terror. Listen, Darren Walker's a lot of things. Yeah, consistent is one of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Darren, man, let me tell he is consistent, team, man. Freaking cheater, bro. That's what he is. I will talk about it later, bro. <laughs> we will. Talent is starting to come for that belt. We'll get to that. But... Yeah, man. It's it's international show. for a reason. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm going to start calling him a Nepo baby. 
Mavsan 84, why not? You know, run the Miro Ishii match at Forbidden Door. I wouldn't be mad at it at all. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I just thought Ishii, the idea of Ishii getting a singles match up really pops me. You know, it'd be really cool He's if you got one because whoever it is, bro, you know, mm-hmm. within reason, of course. Miro, of course, falls into that category. So does about 20, 30 of AEW's wrestlers, probably yeah. more. Um, so, yeah, man, I'd love Ishii to get a, uh, you know, quite a featured singles match on that card. Um, definitely not CM Punk's burner, $5. <laughs> Jericho told me I got a feud with him for six months and wrestled JK again. I said, nah, give me Joe. Plus Judas is garbage. <laughs> What just? (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what's just happened. (laughs) Is it Manny or is it? (laughs) I have no idea. Well, technical difficulties, people. It might be Joe. I'll mute Joe. Okay. Right. Did the low, how much of the low shot? What's happening again? I think it's Joe. I think it is Joe. Oh, right. shit. <laughs> I've muted Joe. He would have said he was seeing Punk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good shit. Um, the timing of that could not have been. <laughs> this is why we have a good live chat because like most of the podcasts would just fall apart if that happens, yeah. you know. Whereas, like, you know, oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Manny took his headphones up and was just staring at him. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe. Um, I My think it might be. I think your mic's. Like, I don't know what's happened to it. Um, <laughs> I'll try and unmute you. Oh, he's Wait, leaving. He's gonna come back. It was. It was Joe. I think. Joe. I think. Oh, I believe well, it was well, Joe. Bro, what? At first, I didn't know. I thought someone was playing CM Punk's music. I was like, "What's going on?" At first, because Manny threw me off because he took his headphones off, so I just thought it was Manny. Had him on mute. Thought it was sweet, and then no. (laughs) (laughs) No. The big Manny's back. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully, we're good. good? Joe, speak to us. Hello. Good evening. Jewish universe. I think I think we're back. I think we're safe. You know what's funny, Joe? My headphones do the exact same thing when, because like this one is like for my for my connects to my PlayStation. This one, this side connects to my uh, my phone, and when you put them together, they make that ringing sound. And for some reason, I thought it was my headphones. I still don't know what happened. Because I didn't hear it. Could so you? No you hear no. Oh, oh my you god! Can, oh. You, know the, you know the static. You know the static sound, mm-hmm. like at the start of CM Punk's music. Like yeah. that was like really loud, just bursting yeah. through the fucking speed. <laughs> because I could hear it, I was like, I thought fucking Hooper had done set his headphones. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> is it is it done? Uh, is it done now? Yeah, I think I think we're good now. Damn, yeah, man, I thought a bomb went off or something, bro. Like, like, <laughs> 
Just when there was only really sound around me, it wasn't even like oh, when you when you hear it back, you'll get it. I'm sure it'll be. Uh, I'm sure it'll be much Someone funnier. Please post yeah. it on Twitter. That was uh, something yeah. fucking funny. But uh, <sighs> yeah, as CM Punk yeah. was on screen, well, definitely not CM Punk. Uh, yeah, Jer- Jericho. Uh, I th- I can't see this being your typical Jericho feud where it goes like really long. To be honest, but we'll see. I guess. Um, I don't know, man. There might be. I've not really. I don't know if I've seen one person, like genuinely. Like I'm not even like trying to be like a dick. Um, makes a difference. But um, <laughs> I've genuinely not seen one person be like, "That's the feud that I really want to see," and I'm really excited for. Like I've not seen it, bro. I've not seen it once. You mentioned Samoa Joe, who is you know not the star that Chris Jericho is. You know, of course, he's not. But you know, everyone loves Samoa Joe. You mentioned you mentioned CM Punk and Samoa Joe, and you see loads of people getting excited for it. So, you know, yeah, kind of get what you get, don't you? We'll see mm. how it plays out. Joe, what are you giggling at, brother? No, I just the hoop was he was looking over his shoulder, and it concerned me what was happening. And I realized, <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> sorry, do you, do you guys real? Do you guys get what Jericho was doing? Because I finally, yes. I finally picked up on it where he was making fun <laughs> yeah. of the bra. You just <clears throat> okay. Finally picked up on it. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> Money. <laughs> it's good shit, man. Yeah. Finally, after 30 years. You know? <laughs> good shit, man. Shout out, Money the Hooper. He's, uh, he's good at this. Alright, back to back to Dynamite, man. Let's yes. get back yeah. to Dynamite. We've done the super chats, we've done the technical difficulties, we've done the hooperism. We, we think so, <laughs> yes. We believe so. Hopefully. Um, okay, so we had um tremendous on this episode we had a series of promos from the four pillars. Yes. The first one was MJF. Um you mentioned CM Punk in this, which got a lot of people talking. Uh, I think you might have been the first time he was mentioned by name. Maybe. I don't know. Um yeah. I don't keep complete track of those kind of things, to be fair. But maybe uh, the sh- same point was shown, like in the clips uh, when MJF was uh, when he name dropped him, and um, he, you know, he, he kind of put over himself and the match coming up and how his reign of terror is only just getting started, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it was a very, you know, it was a uh, it was a nice little promo, you know, it kind of done what it needed to do, and uh, yeah, not much else to say about it unless anyone else has. I skipped over this. I was mad that I missed the punk part. Everybody's talking about it on Twitter. I I Aww. liked these uh, <laughs> these pillars promos in general. Actually, were pretty good. To be honest, I, I like them. Um, yeah. Some obviously were yeah. better than others, but I like general idea. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, everyone's got their stance at this point on this feud, right? But like, I actually in the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks, there's been some good stuff. So it's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's um, my thing with it as well is like even when even though it's been like. Okay, so like a few weeks ago, I can't remember whatever week, what what week it was when they just completely shut the bed with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they haven't done that since, and what they've done has been like, a, a certain level of good, but it hasn't yeah. like nothing's been like, oh my god, that was amazing, exactly. You know, yeah. so uh, then when you're going against Moxley and Kenny in cages, you know, with big mm-hmm. angles and turns and returns and da 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 da, it's like it's uh, very easy to feel second in priority whether that's um in terms of booking or in fan perception you know so you know uh, it's not like Nox said they haven't shut the bed again i've only done that once really in this feud i think so 
Yeah, man. Uh, keeping it moving now. We got an Omega Max video package. I like when they do this and just build it to the main event. Nothing really to break down from it. It was just a video package, really. But uh, then we got the FTR promo. <laughs> this. <laughs> I know Joe's going to hear me on this one. This was a. Uh... This is why wrestling was meant to be, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like ridiculousness. Um, right, so um, I'm trying to think how I'm, because the ending was just stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Right, so FTR come out to cut a promo, indeed, and they say they want to talk to Mark. Mark. Yes, Mark. they want to talk to Mark, and then Mark Mark's not the one that comes out. It's Team Jarrett, you know, Jarrett and the boys. Mm-hmm. They come out. And uh, they're going back and forth about wanting a challenge and you know, how FTR doesn't trust them and they only wanted, you know, they use Mark Briscoe to get at the titles, blah, blah, blah. They're going back and forth. And then Mark Briscoe comes out, gets big pop, which pop me because it's always good to see Mark Briscoe. Everyone always seems happy to see Mark Briscoe. He's coming out. He's cutting this great promo and just thought the way that Mark Briscoe does. Like, he's not really saying anything crazy, but it's, you know, not just the way mm-hmm. he is, you know. Yeah. Um, I love Mark, man. And, uh, it basically boils down to he wants them to, uh, you know, sort the differences properly and he's going to be a special guest referee for their match. And then uh, the toast to it. And uh, drinks get thrown in faces. <laughs> Poor Dax gets blinded. And, you know, just as you do when, you know, you've added one too many drinks and you get a drink in your face, you pole drive one of your good mates, you know? And fucking, it, yeah. it happens, man, you know? No, apparently um, Joe, I know uh, you know you you've been out on you've been out at the pubs and those kind of things, and this has happened once or twice in your time, you know. So you, oh, you yeah. relate to this, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad it was a pole driver and didn't do the full fucking shatter machine. You know, that would have been even more. Difficult, <laughs> right? yeah. This was this was good stuff. This was you know the kind of horse shit I like in my wrestling. Um, yeah. Jeff Jarrett yelling, "Look at what you did to our referee!" was incredible. He was great. He's the carny now. Whatever it is. This stuff, like, I actually, you know, last week you had the deal at the farm, right? Like, I think they're they're having a good time with this. The match itself is going to be filled with, like, just absolute whole shit and shenanigans with Mark as the referee. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be ridiculous. And I mean, that as a compliment, like most of the the Jarrett stuff is. Um, Old school pro wrestling. It's good stuff. It's it's fun. I enjoy it. You know, FTR are going to go with, like, the, the Jarrett verse. You know, like the like, it's just, yeah, like you said, it's going to be ridiculous. Uh, Charlie, you're not, um, you know, I don't know where you, I don't know how you all feel about this. But, um, uh, you know. Considering I'm not really a fan of anyone involved except Mark Briscoe, I've actually enjoyed the build to this like quite a bit. I think it's been quite funny. It, yeah. It's just been entertaining. Like you can't deny. Like how stupidly entertaining all this like TNA verse stuff has been, like with yeah. this dude. I just think the fact that they keep going back to the fact that Jeff Jarrett's in the tag title scene is just really funny to me, and I don't know how we keep ending up here. But the the it's been fun. It's been good. It, it it's popped me. It's been a good time. It is a good time. Manny, you're not the big segment guy. You know, you just wanna you just want him to shut up and wrestle. But did this pop you at all? That was like the worst segment of the show, but I thought it was still pretty cool. I mean, to throw out, oh, there we go. To throw, to throw, <laughs> out a, to throw out a statistic, or it might be a statistic, I don't know. I, I forgot the number, but it's either it's, 
So twenty five percent or seventy five percent of the the tag titles this year have involved Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, which is pretty crazy. Wait, hold on, you can't just say it's either twenty five <laughs> or seventy five. I know, I know who tweeted it. So That's such a it. wide margin. <laughs> I don't think either of those numbers are right either. It's not. It's like in the middle of those, I'm pretty sure. 57%. Oh. <laughs> I, knew, I knew there was a, a five or somewhere in there. Man. I knew it. But... Well, <laughs> you got yeah. there, it was alright. Neither. 75, it was okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is their fourth tag title match, which is honestly kind of incredible. <laughs> There's not a plethora, there's not like a great plethora of options in this division, unfortunately. No. It kind of is what it is right now. Um, I mean, I'm, again, I, that doesn't change the fact that it's insane that this is their fourth one, but like that division is as well. That division's changed a lot, right? Like since mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, when it felt like there was you know twenty good teams, maybe twenty, maybe yeah. not much. But you know, what I'm saying it was, there was a lot of teams, and uh, now it is not that way to say the least. So it'd be interesting if they try and rebuild that at some point this year. Yeah, man. Uh, Jeff Jarrett is a is a staple and backbone of the AEW Tag Team Division. And, you know, he's having fun with it, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's having he magic. I mean, he, he, he I forgot where he said it, but he, said he makes the people feel. I mean, it's true. You hear the people react every time he goes out there. He's great. And then uh, Andrew the Giant. What what match were you talking about, bro? I don't even know. I don't even know what match you're talking about. <laughs> Manny just talking to people in the chat. So. <laughs> No, I'll put it on the chat so people know, you know. Andrew yeah, DeJohn yeah. said, Manny's five match from last year featured them guys too. Oh, we're talking about the Ric Flair match. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I've got, like, images from that match that I'll, like, never forget, you know. Yeah. And I don't know if that makes it, like, good. But... It doesn't. It's just, <laughs> it'll go down in history that's for sure it, it blew uh, Joe's mind yesterday when I told him how many times I watched it <laughs> yesterday freaking funny I watched it four times and four. re-watched it in November which means three months or more than three months after that match happened man he was sitting there like well let me let me run this back <laughs> <laughs> and his conclusion was the, the original time we watched it he gave it four and a half and after his November rewatch, he came in at four and three quarters. That was his. That was his conclusion. <laughs> you know, Manny tells you, bro. If it makes you feel, it makes you feel. You know. Yep. Manny was out there biting on the uh, biting oh, on the heart attack spot. I fell for it again. I fell for... <laughs> what is the most overrated Manny the Hooper match ever? Is it that one? Is it the recent Claudio Robbie Eagles four and a half star affair? <laughs> Or is it the Roosh Bandido mm. tag from Final Battle that Manny came in at four and a quarter on and claimed there was going to be a riot? <laughs> um, it's got to be Flair still, right? Flair, that rate. Is I don't know, because no, we didn't actually give it a rating because people just couldn't, like, it was just, yeah. it was interesting. It was an interesting amount of ratings we got for that. It was all over mm. the place and it was just like, then. When people started sending me the writing script, I was just kind of like, what, what am I even trying to do? Like, <laughs> <writing> <laughs> fucking, you know? <laughs> um, some matches well, you can't give a star rate. Right? Well, if yeah. I die, I mean, that would have just been, you know, you would have just, that's the ultimate art, you know? Just, you think you, you were now doing his craft. 
Like, the worst thing is that is what Fleur like says. Yeah, he said it multiple times. You have to throw the five because it's like, bro, he got what he wanted. He created art, and just what it is. It did pop me that like he was reflected on it, and he goes, you know, I just I never think right all my ducks in a row, and I just forgot to hydrate. And Comrade's like, yeah, well, we've all been there. See, I didn't drink for like four days before the match. He's like, oh, hey, man, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe that wasn't like a simple mistake and was yeah. actually fucking insane all, all, all along. But uh, I'll never forget. We, we got to get back on the show, but I'll never forget when he came out that night and he was like struggling to walk with the belt. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was like too heavy for him to walk properly. I was like, we're, we're in big trouble. And we were indeed in big trouble. And, no what- Andrade had some heavy lifting to do. Oh, in heavy lifting, he definitely did, you know. Got away. Especially after when he had to get Ric Flair back up to finish the spot. <laughs> Bro, Andrade wrestled his fucking heart out that night. Yeah. God bless him. I'm never going to forget the moment. If I so watch wrestling when I have kids, man, I'm going to tell him, like, Ric Flair, man, he looked up at the lights thinking he died for a second. He's like, am I here? And then Andrade had to wake him up. <laughs> He's like, oh, Bro, so <laughs> one of the things I can't just shake from that match is uh you know when um Andrade's like it's towards the end when Andrade's like d- fucking dragging Flair up to his feet and he slides the knuckles onto his hand and his hands yeah. just trembling like yeah. that. Oh, so <laughs> <man>. <laughs> that's horror right there, like I'm telling you. Um scary business, mate. Scary mm. business. Um, <laughs> like I said, I'll never forget it. You know. <laughs> um, anyway, this right, moment, next WWE up. talks about moments, and that was a moment, and you're gonna remember for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> it is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Got dog, we got dogs barking at the Hoover household. Um. All right, let's move on. The dynamite. We had a Jericho promo. He was then interrupted by none of that. And Roderick Strong, um, they got in each other's faces. Roderick Strong uh, challenged Jericho to a match. There will be no tomfoolery. Uh, there is signed documents to state that there will be no tomfoolery from the Jericho Appreciation Society. Roddy's going to get his hands on Jericho um, in a no holds barred match as well, I believe it is. And, uh, uh, fools can't anywhere. Fools can't anywhere. Same thing, you know. Um, <laughs> pretty much, you know. Uh, it's enough to end in a very good start. But yeah, uh, when, when Roderick Strong challenged Jericho, obviously a lot of the crowd kind of got excited, thinking it might be tonight. And Jericho was like, mm-hmm. "It'll be next week." And there was like a big boo from the crowd, which popped me. You yeah. know, the people want to see Roddy and they want to yeah. see him now. You know, <laughs> of course, man. Um, I, I, I think this is this should this should be a good uh this should be a good showcase for our yeah. for our boy Roddy for the AEW audience you know Jericho he, he'll respond you know when he when he gets that first chuff off Roddy <laughs> he's gonna feel it and he's gonna respond and he's gonna go with it because it's what Jericho does so I'm I'm fired up for this one um Manu oh uh, so <laughs> when Roddy slaps him Joe's gonna go. <laughs> we're going to turn back the time to that match he had with Ishii. And yeah. Like, yeah. I hope they throw stuff at each other. <laughs> I hope Roddy walks by me so I can tell him to do the backbreaker to my knee on Jericho. And then just, we're going to have fun, man. Awesome next week, man. It's going to be a blast. He's still going? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I'm going to go watch Roger Stone. 
There you go. You know, man. <laughs> Tank note Tony Khan, you know. Roddy sells tickets. Um, I'll Joe. work my way to the back. I'll, I'll talk to Tony. <laughs> Joe, you excited to see uh, Roddy hit Jericho really hard? I'm excited. I, I'm intrigued what Tony has planned for Adam Cole at the pay-per-view. You know, I think we always assumed he'd be wrestling Jericho, but clearly that's no longer going to be a thing that can happen. Jericho won't be... Uh, you won't be wrestling anytime soon after this one, folks. You know, this is not the kind of thing that you... Not the kind of dance you do and then you get back in there in a couple of weeks. You know, you're going to leave this thing black and blue, chest bloodied, back broken. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know. Um, it's all well and good. You know, you can uh, you can play fucking All Japan at 53 against maybe Ishii will let you play a little bit, you know. Like, Tanahashi might even play around me a little bit. John Moxley he might play. We don't play when it comes to Roderick Strong. You know that, Monty. You know that, Charlie. We don't play. We don't mess around. We're going to get in there. And bombs away, brother. Bombs away. Chops in center ring. Chris Jericho, I challenge you. Um, simple. I don't want to see any of this business. You know, I don't want to see any of this blocking with the arms. Feed the chest, brother. Let's see what happens. I want to see what it looks like. <laughs> I want to see what it looks like, Monty. I don't want any, I don't want any of this. You know Jericho is gonna do he's gonna do his art. <laughs> Chris, I have a great deal yeah. of respect for you and against anyone else. Absolutely, I encourage it. I want to see what happens here. What happens when the, the right hand of Roderick Strong meets the chest of 53-year-old Chris Jericho, you know? It's for science, i got to say. Some special things, man. Uh, Jer- uh, Charlie, you ex- you excited to see this old yeah. man Jericho test his, uh, test his abilities against this animal? Absolutely. <laughs> I-, I want to see Roddy Strong at his full capacity outside of, like, a WWE ring, just going... Mm-hmm fucking nuts it's gonna be great um the stipulation was interesting to me because it being falls count anywhere they're gonna leave the building like there's gonna be like shenanigans outside the building i think and that's how you're gonna get people involved my the one of the things like outside of like the match itself is this where kylo riley comes back do we think oh no it's next part well yeah no i know it's gonna recover at some point you know he's 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 gonna return eventually (laughs) Well, I mean, if I get if I get Kyle Riley next week, man, fuck, I mean, I'll take it. I don't know if that was the question, but I can't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Manny hearing that question I'm not as saying he is. yeah, Charlie <laughs> asked that. And Manny was like, he read, he heard that as Manny. Would you be happy if you got Kyle O'Reilly next week? <laughs> Main character syndrome. Um, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome, guys. I'm not sure about yeah. Kyle, but I agree on them yeah. leaving the building. That'll be the finish in some way or another. But it'll be a hell of a time. Yeah, man. I'm, uh, yeah, sure. yeah, I'm just happy to see Roddy get those big matches. You know, yeah. everyone no. as you can tell everyone here is all caught fired up to just see him unleashed. Yeah. You know, that's how you got to talk about Roddy. Not and, this fucking look, caged animal. You know, <laughs> all jokes aside, Jericho's an animal. Like. He may block a chop or two, but he's absolutely not going to shirk it. He's he's actively requested this match because he's a lunatic. You know, he's I'm not a huge fan at this point anymore, but he's he's nuts. You know, he saw Roddy wrestle that way and said, "Like, like get me in there." You know, he's uh, you know, I do my bits and such, but I think he's going to really let Roddy go wild in this one. It's going to be a hell of a time. Um, this might be the beginning of All Japan Jericho too. I'm telling you, he needs something to feel again. He hasn't felt he hasn't felt anything like that since Ishii or Eddie Kingston. You know, both guys don't even wrestle for the promotion anymore. So he needs someone to make him feel alive. 
We need uh we need Jericho's like you know when he's you know, he's <laughs> when one of his pecs looks like it's collapsed, <laughs> like you know. Yeah. Uh, he has that he has that weird thing going on sometimes. Jericho's chest, you know, he's he's painted some pictures for that thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's bladed, he's fucking the blade of the chest was just so funny. <laughs> the blade of the chest, man, what a great night of wrestling that was. Well, welcome. Truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ricky Starks 499. You're gonna have to excuse EB from Cast next week. I'm throwing him in to support me for my match. And you better do my voice correctly. <laughs> Bro, I'll never do that voice, you know. On air or in private, it's just never happening. Sorry, brother. <laughs> you get you get in these brummy, slow, mumbly voice instead. Um, I hate that. Deal with it. AEW show in Texas, man. Every time I go to a new show, it's like he's from here. I'm like, hey, I was I was just at Austin. They said he was from Austin. Now I'm here in Dallas. He's in Dallas, bro. Like, what's going on? It's annoying. It had nothing to do with his name, and I just lost it for a second. I'm sorry. I oh, know, man. He's like, don't worry, man. It's all right, man. It's all right. Uh, Claude, five dollars. Appreciate you, MJF. You got the job on the technicality. You are a fool. Good night. Great uh, AFTV law writer, you know, for the people. Shout out, Claude, as always. Uh, Griff, $5. Appreciate you very much. When it's revealed, Kenny versus Max Court Hours did better viewership than the entirety of last week. Listen, man, it was a big, big main event in a cage. Two big stars, you know. A lot going on. Big stuff, big business. And the numbers numbers back it up, don't it, John? They do indeed, mate. They do indeed. It's, uh, it's a very interesting time. You know, I'm, personally, I don't have agendas. I wouldn't do that kind of thing. <laughs> But for those that do, there's some fun to be had, folks. Let me tell you. You know, there's some there's some shenanigans to be getting up to over there. It's interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Jim Butler, five dollars. <laughs> if he could be here bragging about the Knicks winning, but clearly having tickle thoughts with Ricky Starks is his priority. <laughs> Jimmy Butler really spoke for the He's a very aggressive guy, man. He's very aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Judah always pops for four ninety nine. Appreciate him, Hooper. You remind me a lot of myself. When you listen to "Die Very Rough," I'll give you permission to sing the lyrics completely. You got a pass, brother. On a hold up. I'm sorry. I don't know about all that. Mario Judah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> don't worry probably about probably it. for the best. Yeah, yeah don't worry about it. <laughs> Zaid Nadi, one ninety nine. Appreciate you. Singles can he's such a beast. Top ten earring ever. Oh, at least, yeah. at least. Peak Kenny is like, you know, mm-hmm. like if he's you go not, yeah. you know, like each wrestler in the prime at the best. You know, like the peak of each wrestler. Like there's really, you know, really, really limited amount of people you can even put in the conversation with him. I think, to be honest, yeah. um, Nigel Danielson. Some peak peak Nigel is yeah. like a fucking you know a psychopath. So, yeah. You know, we can talk about it. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, Kenny's an animal. As uh, but we'll get all into it. Uh, next up was the next person banging on TK's door. Well, not they didn't even bang on. They just all walked straight <laughs> in there. <didn't> they? <laughs> and uh, yeah, this one was Thunder Rosa. I didn't quite catch the promo, unfortunately. Uh, my mind was elsewhere for that thirty she seconds. Said, um, I think she said, it seems like tonight's a good night to talk to, like, I think she said Papa Khan. 
I'm pretty sure she said. Yeah. She said Poppycon, in fact. I, don't, I could be wrong on that. But that was what she said. And uh, it's quite, yeah, this was interesting. I didn't know. It did pop me they followed this, as we're going to say in a minute, with Tony Khan cut from on the TV show about 30 seconds oh, after bro. this. No, it's not I think because it hit me about some what, whenever around this moment in the show. So, so Miro's in the office. Thunder Rose is allegedly in the office, yeah. And TK did a tweet. Yeah, Tico did a tweet like, thanks everyone for watching Dynamite. You know? yeah. And it just popped me for the same reasons that you just said. Well, so like, so oh, isn't he meant to be a busy man right now talking to these people? He had time and then, of course, he, 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 uh, did that. he did a promo and then he replied to Bix all in about five minutes and Thunder Rose was yeah. there the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> just the idea of him sat there and Tico just being like, hold on a minute. Give you know? <laughs> <laughs> Give me, I, I can't get this tweet off right now. You know how it goes. Um, but yeah, TK did an announcement. He was wearing a suit, looking all smart and stuff. You know, God bless. And yeah, uh, he, he said that he's got a big announcement coming next week. That's uh, can't quite remember how he described it, but um, big news coming. I think a lot of people have got a pretty good guess of what it's going to be. You know, the big deal. <laughs> you know, the big deal. You know, as the for- if you've seen the form now, TK. You know, he's he's got the money. He's got the money now. Mm-hmm. He had the money anyway, to be honest. It's not like uh, AEW was ever one of those companies that it was like, wow, fucking Tony's in debt up to his eyeball. Like, it was never, mm-hmm. you know. He's, yeah. uh, he's a professional. He's a billionaire. It's not his first big, uh, I guess you could call it sports, you know, company or whatever you want to call it, uh, franchise, whatever the fuck, you know. Um, but yeah, man, this is, they got they got the big deal. Looks like they got the big deal. Mm-hmm. They're here, they're here to stay. A lot of us, obviously, uh us three were on here last night, and us three besides Manny. Manny was swapped out for AL. We kind of talked a bit about it, but um, I kind of want to talk a bit more about like what we think this will mean and what we're kind of expecting from it. You know, like are we expecting the better sets and the more, you know, the the higher pays and more competitive and competing for talent and you know the kind of the things that a lot of fans at least associate with these kind of things like if they got more money to spend we expect it to be spent on things that will make our experience better you know but it's not always that it's not always played out like that so um what do we think we can kind of like realistically expect uh joe i'll throw it to you first well that's a really interesting question because a lot of the stuff you described in terms of the the presentation elements, do not feel like or do not strike me as things that Tony Khan is like especially passionate about, right? Like mm-hmm. I've never taken the dynamite staging or lack of pyro, whatever you may say, as like a reflection of a lack of funds. It's to me, it's always just been like Tony. That's not really his thing, you know. He doesn't mm-hmm. have like a flair for that stuff. In terms of competing for talent, it will certainly help. But I also don't think that's necessarily been a weakness. I think really it's just more a case of. Um, it's stability, right? We've all been waiting yeah. for this deal to kick in. And once you sign this deal, there's a certain sense of like, okay, we, our feet are firmly planted in the ground now and we can figure out where we're going next. Um, the obvious one is that they're getting another TV show and that is another two hours of, of time you can give to your talent and the potential new signings and so on and so forth. And it gives you another thing to pitch, right? When you're trying to get a talent, the idea of having this show, it seems a lot less likely that a top talent will be left off way we have seen in the past it happens with the current setup so to me that's the main thing because i don't think like he may get a new stage or he may do cool stuff like that, but that's never struck me as like oh they'll do that when they get the tv money you know like i just think tony that's not saying that he's like super passionate about which is fair enough is what it is it's funny because literally it's one of the first things that people say you know 
Yeah. It's like, oh, they can be more competitive with talent and they can spend more on the sets. And it's like, well, you know, it's not like, as I said at the start, so it's not like TK was, uh, you know, like waiting for the next dollar and yeah. hoping, you know, hoping and praying and thinking where it was going to come from. It was never, like, AEW never seemed to be in that position and probably never will be, you know, with an owner like TK. So, um, It'll be interesting to see if any differences really get made. Obviously, the AEW Collision show—that's a whole completely different thing. That's going to be um, different. But yeah, man, uh, Charlie, what are you hoping to see? What do you think will happen? What, um, what's kind of your takeaway from this the big deal? I, think, I don't think like sets and that are really going to change. I think we're going to see him like doing more like projects. Like, there's going to be more put into stuff like the Owen Hart Cup. There's they're obviously doing the big all in stuff and that's all going to be a big deal and then i don't know if people remember that but they trademarked like wrestle dream like a couple of months ago and i think that's going to be another big thing that's going to be coming for AEW. so i think it's just going to be we're going to see him doing more in that respect and trying to grow the brand more and i think that's where a lot of it's going to go yeah man a lot of uh i feel a lot of cool big movements manny what are you what are you hoping to see you know because i never know what you're going to come out with you know <laughs> uh, I do want to say, uh, I think it's really cool that Tony, I mean, it's like, he's, he's like a, you know, he's a millionaire and all that, but he's the way he's able to turn like this million dollar company pretty much overnight to a billion dollar company. It's pretty crazy just on this TV deal alone. So, um, and then I don't think we're gonna, really going to see much about uh, him doing stuff on the wrestling, wrestling, uh, why wrestling side of the company, because he can pretty much do all that already. Especially with WWE not probably not being able to hire talent right now, he doesn't have to worry about that. So he already has that. I think what he's going to do is uh, focus more on the behind the scenes stuff. And because it, it, remember, it's like a starter startup company, and all they had was wrestlers filling up those roles as HR people in. And like, mm-hmm. all that, I think I think he's eventually going to switch it to get real people running all that, so he doesn't have to worry about that, and the rest of you can just focus on wrestling. Which I don't know That's if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But in the end of the thing, it's just what you need to, I guess, what you need to take to complete to another level. Yeah, that's actually quite an interesting point to bring up, to be honest. Like, because, uh, like, you look at WWE, it's very, like, corporate and rigid in terms of, like, structure. And we get these press releases about all these people that are in positions we've never heard the titles of before, you know. And it's like, like I said, it's very structural, very rigid, very corporate, you know. Whereas AEW seems a bit more, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Let's let's call it free flowing, and it kind of goes to the beat of TK's drum a bit, you know. So if they could make it more structured and more kind of rigid, but not too rigid in the sense that it makes it feel like, because um, of course that's one of the advantages of AEW if you're yeah. a talent, and one of the things that may draw you to wanting to work there is that it's a bit more like laxed, and you know what I mean. Uh, but there, there is definitely a big difference between the two in terms of like a structural and like at a, uh, you know, like an office level and stuff like that. Well, so. and you already can, can start seeing the process change when uh, <clears throat> Tony is like, you can tell Tony's trying to do a step. Like it looks to me, it looks like Tony's taking a step back now from looks of stuff that he was doing because he's hiring real people, like the the old guy from WWE for HR and some of the Adam Hopkins, you know, yeah, yeah, and then the people he was hiring for the international stuff. And, you know, hiring Will Washington to help with creative and all that. It just seems like he's going to have, like, more of, like, a hands-off approach and just, like, instead of having every hand in every pot, he's just going to be just, like, doing what he wants to do and let everybody else that's better at their job in that position take care of that. So 
I really, I'm really interested what's really going to happen with AEW and all that. That side of it always really fascinates me, like the structure of the company and stuff like that, and like how, like how under lock, like how locked down does Tony have it, or Vince, or Triple H, or Nick Khan, or whoever you want to, you know, put it down to at WWE. It's important, man. You know, and uh, like I said, AEW has been very, you know, kind of free flowing, and that's how it seems as an outsider, as a fan, in like in comparison to WWE at least, anyway, and um, you know. It's kind of been one of the things that you'd want Tony to like really get like a really strong hold of. Like Manny said, he's employing all these new people and hopefully to just get designated to the right roles where Tony can kind of take a bit more of a uh, hands-off-ish approach because he's so deep in at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Like He's almost drowning in work just from AEW, never mind the Fulham and the Jags or whatever other projects that he's also doing. I'm sure, obviously, he's got family and all these other things and a personal life. So, like, you can't even imagine the amount of stuff that he has on his list to do. You know, I think it's I think it's good that he's doing it because <clears throat> you don't want to make the company just depend on you. Just say something happens to him or something like that, mm-hmm. then the whole company is going to end up being crippled by it. So, mm-hmm. might as well just not make it all depend on your back and all that. And then Pylon says something about Leva Bates because uh, it, it it sucks that she didn't get her uh, contract renewed. Because I think she was the branding officer or something like that, and I'm pretty sure like he didn't resign her because he was just gonna get somebody that though, you know, kind of sucks that they say it, but he's gonna get somebody that actually does it. That's not a wrestler and all that. So we're gonna, I think we're gonna see more stuff like that, which is gonna suck. But it, I guess that's part of growing. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, branding officers are like, quite an important role. You know, and it's kind of a. Uh... I don't know, like, I guess like, with WWE, because like, there's uh, a lot of family roles. Like, Steph was doing that for the longest time, you know. Um, but it isn't the kind of role you can just kind of like, throw on someone. And like I said, I don't want to kind of like, dig out, like, leave about. I don't know what her like, background and stuff would be in that sort of role, you know. So I can't really speak on it. But like Manny said, it does seem like Tony's going to try and get more people in that quote-unquote know what they're doing have a bit more experience etc etc like the Adam Hopkins appointment is uh, one that really stands out to me at least anyway so um, yeah we'll see we'll see how, uh, see what effect this big deal has on the offices you know because uh, it could be big ones so we will see next up on Dynamite though was a Sammy Guevara video package, which was the second of the four Four Pillars video packages slash promos. And um, interesting, considering Sammy's meant to be a heel. It was very kind of like uh, mm. shades of the all access, you know? Like, um, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 Tony's pre- presentation of Sammy fucking fascinates me, man. Oh, it really does, you know? It's like, <laughs> It's very, like I said, it it fascinates me. Uh, Joe, was you fascinated by this? It's it's really weird. Yeah, I don't. um, Sometimes, like, I wonder when I watch it, I kind of almost am left to wonder if, like, we're supposed to think he's full of shit because he's a heel. But the way they portray it is that's that is not necessarily that way. And therefore, I'm even more confused. Look, I'm I'm not here to say that Sammy Guevara doesn't deserve his spot or anything. Like, I don't think anyone that's watched the show from start, you know, from October 2019 to now, could be like, man, that's that Sammy Guevara really shocked the world and broke out of nowhere. Like, he was in the first match on TV against Cody. He was in the first match on like, 
He's, I don't know where, where this part of the presentation where he's like not supposed to be here is. I don't know. I've never understood this part of it. You know, it's like he's been on TV the whole time. And again, I'm not even saying he shouldn't be. I just, it, it's bizarre to me. Um, now, again, maybe the point is that I'm supposed to think he's full of shit and say that's not true. I don't know. But the way they present it is a lot more sincere than that. And it's like they almost in some of these promos, they make him a contrast to MJF rather than you know, kind of focusing on their overlap between them. It's, uh, it's a weird deal. I mean, it is. He's, he's as a character, I think there's like a real uh, – I think there's a real kind of misunderstanding as to who he is at this point, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know. It's bizarre to me. Yeah, fascinating. Uh, uh, I think this program just killed everybody for me. I mean, everybody besides MJF. I, I thought I thought these guys were could be the next guys up after the guys on top like retire all that the top guys, and then I don't know, bro. I, I don't really think Jungle Boy or Sammy have it in him to do it. Darby, I I thought he he actually could do it. Then after this program, I, I'm kind of different on Darby now whether he's could be the top guy or not of a promotion. I just I, I don't think anybody really uh carried their weight. Besides MJF, but even MJF you know kind of sucked it sometimes too. So <laughs> sometimes. not a fan Manny the Hooper. You know uh, he's definitely got its criticisms his feud does. I'm sure you're not the only person out there feeling like uh, the way you do about the feud. Um I guess, you know, there the definitely is something to be said for what he's saying, you know, like, because uh, they have been thrown into the deep end of, like, you are the four pillars and you're going to main event this pay-per-view and do a fucking three-month feud and this is what we're doing kind of thing. Um, I had the TV matches and I got the wins up, etc., etc. but it was all whilst the story was unfolding in front of us. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting, actually. Now I'm thinking about it. I've this, kind of caught my own attention. But, um, but this is this might be crazy. This is like what I'm about to say, but and everybody knows I don't like him at all, but I think if you put Orange Cassidy in the spot, I think he would have done a lot better than all these other guys. And would have felt been. more but of a... To be fair, he's... But he's Orange Cassidy. Yeah, Orange is a lot more like, you know, he understands who he is as a wrestler. He's a lot older than those guys, you know? Yeah. Especially, I mean, not so much, um, especially Jack. Right? He's like 10 years older than Jack. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and another yeah. example I was thinking of was uh, Dan yeah. Garcia. I think you put Dan Garcia in this role. I think he's, I think he yeah. would have rose to the occasion and all the other guys. He always does, bro. Um, yeah. He is a tough spot, though, like genuinely. It's, you know, I, I know we do a lot of bits about MJF, but. He slotted in so seamlessly when he did like programs for the world's title initially, and when he did program with Cody in the first few months of AEW. I do think you can you could underestimate how hard it is to be in this kind of spot. Like that opening segment they had to me, that was like they were they were positioned to fail there, even if they were that wasn't their intention. You know, yeah. like a live promo, those guys was never a good idea. So my actual to... like go on, go on. I, go on sorry, go on. I just I will say I don't think this has been like. I personally don't think it's been a disaster by any means. Um, I'm not saying you're no. wrong, man. It's just a, it's just a, I, I, to me, it's just, it's fine. And to what Monty said earlier, they probably needed something great to really convince people that weren't into it already. And they have, they've yet to hit that something great. But I actually think there's been some good stuff. And I think there's been some positive signs almost across the board, to be honest. Um, it hasn't resonated on a major level as a main event match. I think, the, you know, all the metrics suggest that, right? But uh, I do think, there will be maybe down the line we'll look back on this as a worthwhile experiment 
Because no. you do at some point have to have to you know take these risks if you believe in these guys yeah. and you want them to be your top guys eventually, whether we agree with that or not, in terms of all four of them. Sometimes you do have to gamble on that. I I, I kind of yeah, I appreciate the, the effort. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, look, I, yeah. I I wouldn't I I would completely agree with you on that, but at the same time, I don't know if this is the pay per view to do it because it doesn't seem like they don't really have anything else to offer, like anything that's going to happen. Otherwise, besides the anarchy in the ring, anarchy right. in the arena match that they do, and if you're just depending on those two matches, I just feel like that's like a weak pay per view. I think don't get me wrong, I, I'm I'm pretty sure these four guys are going to blow away in the match. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it just they're going to be doing their heart. They're probably going to have like a PWG style kind of match and all that. And I don't know if that feels like a real like the heavy the big heavyweight title match that I want to see. You know? Yeah, I got, I got you. I, I don't even disagree. Like, I think we all would like, you got four pay-per-views a year or like four, you know, outside of the Forbidden Door and whatever. You want those title matches to be these like box office, blockbuster singles yeah. matches, right? In an ideal world. Um, so I, I co-sign that. And I, I do think the numbers will probably reflect that, you know, it won't be their strongest main event by any means. But I think luckily the Blackpool Combat Club Elite stuff, even if it is the only other thing, it's such a big hit and people like yeah. it so much that I think they'll be okay, to be honest. Yeah, of course they will. Um, I think it's just kind of interesting. Like, the build has been done in a way where so before someone goes into a world title feud, they will get heated up in a certain way, and you can see it kind of coming. Like it's on the horizon for them. Whether it's um, whether it's like a TNT champion kind of like dropping the belt and moving on to better things or something. You know, like those sort yeah. of typical yeah. ways of like getting someone to a world title program. This is interesting in a way where Tony kind of just threw the pillars out there. For sure. And was yeah. like, okay, we're going to establish that this is going to be the feud and then we're going to build up the contenders, which is Absolutely. weird because you don't know who... That's risky in the sense of... You don't know if anyone's actually going to catch fire and yeah. be, you know, quote-unquote deserving of the spot in terms of, like, crowd reactions and stuff. Like, like uh, I was saying earlier about, like, how they... You know they presented the the program to us, and then they started getting the singles wins and stuff like that. And of course, Derby and Jungle Boy they're going to be over to a certain extent because they always are. And uh, Sammy Guevara is going to have great matches or really good matches because he always does on TV. And they kind of done what you expected of them. I don't think I, I, don't, I may be wrong, but I don't think any of those matches were like transformative for any of no. these people in the sense of yeah. like ah. Oh, he needs to be wrestling MJF now, you know. So none of them even had that moment of uh, he's next up, you know. There was no like, he was just kind of like Tony being like, "Well, this is the pillars, and it will look good on AEW." So this is and what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. And to your point, I could be wrong on this, but Revolution, Jack had uh-huh. the match with Christian, right? Yes. Uh huh. What did did Sammy and Darby weren't on Revolution, were they? Could be wrong on this. I, I I'm not certain. I don't think they were. No, and that speaks mm. to Monty's point. Yeah, right? like they could have done a much better job of kind of signaling this rather than just saying, you know, throwing out a signal and saying we are going to do it. It could have been saying what you were kind of in your own mind saying these guys are all building momentum right now. They they didn't yeah. do that. I agree. Um, and maybe if they'd have done that and it had been more something kind of organic, or it felt more organic anyway. Perhaps it'd be it'd be doing a little bit better in terms of the numbers it's been pulling in. But I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Charlie, you've got anything you want to add about the uh, the fascinated Sammy Guevara promo <laughs> that we started on? I think I think they're trying to test the waters of having Sammy be like a face on TV because obviously, like he has not been a fan favorite in the slightest. 
but he is such a good wrestler. And I don't know, it's an interesting dynamic that they're working with considering how heelish the rest of JAS still is. Yeah. So it definitely. makes me wonder like what the fallout of that's gonna be, like post uh double or nothing and whether they finally play off of the weird dynamic that uh, Daniel Garcia and Sammy have and whether that mm-hmm. finally implodes or whatever. But mm-hmm. I don't know, this this whole build it's definitely been a sink or swim and I think there's been like good stuff to come out of it. But it was way too soon to do something like this with the world title. If it didn't have the title in the mix and if it was for like the TNT title or just like personal issues with each other, then I think it would have worked a lot better than it has been for the main belt. Yeah, I hear um, Right. Hold on, I need to sneeze, I think. <laughs> I would like to know while, while Monty sneezes that. Yes. Um, okay, no, point, I think I've got it. Go on, Joe. Okay, good. At one point during the show, I. I heard I went back to listen to the sound that you guys were all popping at. <laughs> and it's even funnier that the more I talked, it would do it every single time, which makes it even better that I had no idea what was happening. And it just so happens that at one point I asked, What's happening? And Charlie at that exact point goes, I don't know what's happening right now. And I thought, So she can hear me. It's not me. I'm, I'm making sense. I was not making sense. I, can, I want to apologize for one's ears. <laughs> Um, it was quite, you know, quite <laughs> deal. Sometimes, sometimes oh, even sorry. the most grizzled of veteran can blow a spot up. You know, it happens. Happens, right? Yeah. All right. Next oh, up. Wait. Oh wait. Uh, the thing with Sammy, real quick. I just thought of it right now. Like, uh, since he's going like more like babyface thing, and Jericho's kind of doing his own thing, and then they're doing that. Uh, Tanner Garcia is kind of like doesn't know if he wants to be a sports entertainer kind of person. You think they might just blow up JS pretty soon? I think that would be yeah, a good one. Kind of feels like it, yeah. yeah. It's felt like it for a minute, but possibly. Um, it is. <clears throat> all right, speaking of JAS, we had Orange Cassidy versus Daniel Garcia for the international title. Uh, I love this match, man. Uh, I think Daniel great. Garcia, he's so good, bro. Like, even like, um, yeah. even in the down parts of the match, when we're in ad break and he's doing like a heat segment, he still finds ways to make it entertaining. He's very... Um, He's very beyond his years. It's always something I find myself coming to when talking about Daniel Garcia and talking about his matches. Just beyond his years, he's very kind of um, he's in the moment when he's out there, very uh, very reactive to the crowd and just kind of he's just fluid and he's just oh, he's just doing his thing out there, man. He's just working the people and he really looks like he's having fun out there as well, which is always cool to see as a fan. Um, yeah, Garcia's awesome, man, and Orange Cassidy, of course, like we say fucking every single week at this point, he delivered again. Because he's great, you know, mm-hmm. and he, he's continuing this international AEW total reign and um, keeps having these really good matches with good wrestlers. And it's not a bad formula, to be honest. Uh, Charlie, what did you think of this one? I thought it was really good. It was just another showing of why Daniel Garcia needs to be involved in more top programs, in my opinion. Because he just, like, I know Orange Cassidy is so fucking good in his own right, and we've all sung mm-hmm. our praise, like, sung his praise as well. Most of us have sung its praises um, over the last couple of weeks and that, but he, Danny really held his own in that. And I just think it's he works the crowd so well and like he maintains his heat while still being so impressive. Like even though the yeah. fans want to cheer him, they're still booing him because he just works so well as a heel. And it's just, I'm really excited for whatever he does next because it's going to be big things, I think. 
Yeah, he's great, man. Uh, Mane, did this get you fired up again during the show? Or where, where, where did you sit on this one? Yeah, it was, this show was a roller coaster, and this was another peak, man. I was going up. Uh, Garcia is so awesome for his age. I, I was talked about he's out there wrestling like a grizzled vet, you know. Mm. He, he knows the art. And uh, the different submissions he was getting in, uh, I think it was cheap that, you know, a roll up, whatever, man, you know, it's whatever you got to do to make Orange Cassidy seem strong, you know, another name, another victim to his booking. It is what it is. It's not making Orange Cassidy look strong, though. They're telling a story with it that he's getting increasingly desperate to hold on to the belt. I don't like the story, Charlie. Well, <laughs> you can not like it. That's fine. No, I'm just kidding. The match, the match is good. <laughs> that was incredible. What the story, like you know. <laughs> uh, Joe, you're you've, you you're a big uh, you're a big D, uh, DG believer. What did mm-hmm. you think of this one? Oh yeah, I thought they had a beautiful match, man. I really did. It's uh, beautiful. It was beautiful, man, because they told beautiful. a really, you know, like when you, the phrase they told a story is like the most oversaid, the most, you said nothing comments about wrestling, but like mm-hmm. they actually did that here because these are two of the smartest wrestlers in the whole promotion. Um, you have two wrestlers going in opposite directions. You know, I've watched this a few times, going to be doing a review of it for, for our famed wrestler purist uh, match guide. But you've got two wrestlers going in different directions, right? Orange Cassidy is an increasingly serious title compare. In the first act of the match, he's taking Garcia to the mat and he's hitting headlock takeovers on him and he's tricking him and doing this. And Garcia is going against the grain and trying to be a sports entertainer. And no matter what results the results tell him, he's continuing to walk in that direction. And it's just, it's just wonderful seeing guys put this kind of thought into their matches. And I, I don't say that in a way of like, look, I'm all for guys going out there and just whacking each other. I'm all for guys doing high spots. You know, variety is the spice of life. But Garcia amazes me in terms of the amount of detail work he puts in these matches and the thought he puts into them as a character and as a personality. Everything he does makes sense for better and worse as a character, you know, and he's not worried about looking the coolest he can look. It's about performing the exact role he needs to perform that night. Orange Cassidy is just brilliant. And I, and I mean that sincerely. Like there's, there are so many shitty comedy wrestlers people still compare this guy to and they haven't figured it out yet that the secret sauce is that Orange Cassidy is a truly great wrestler. It's not like some sort of, you know what I mean? Like, it's not it's not like tricks and fun and games. Like, no, he's great. And uh, you saw that here. I thought they had a beautiful match. I, I actually preferred this to the opener, and I liked the opener a lot. I thought this match was, like, was really, really good. Loved it. Now, um, I do want to say it's cool that uh, it was cool, like, beginning of the match where Orange was a serious wrestler and then, like, he brought he, he made Daniel Garcia actually become a pro wrestler throughout the match, right? And then he lost to like that was that was a pretty cool story, and all that. So, I really hope that this makes Daniel Garcia realize, oh shit, man! I just I guess I just need to be a pro wrestler again. We're getting there. We're getting there for sure. And I think in the meantime, he's this whole thing is allowing him to develop as a performer. And by the time he gets ready to be a wrestler, quote unquote, he'll be much more prepared for a push than he was when he first came in. And he was good when he first came in, but he's way more polished now. Yeah, he's, he's, a, really he's almost a different wrestler. Yeah. yeah, he looks great. And it is cool, too, that the opponents aren't letting Orange Cassidy do his his Orange Cassidy gimmick, so they're making him just wrestle out the back, which is a cool thing. So I wonder if, I wonder when this title reigns over, if they're going to still just tell the story where these wrestlers aren't going to let him you know, be Orange Cassidy or he's going to kind of regress back to his way again and then. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I loved it, man. Um, all right, next up, we had a couple of uh, video packages slash promos. We had something from the Outcasts. It was very. Uh, I don't think they dropped anything major here. You know, it's just uh, right. you know Outcasts doing their thing. Always, uh, always an officer, I guess. Uh, <laughs> then we had a Darbs video package. This wasn't the third, I believe. Yeah, we done. Yeah, we done MJF and Salmon. So this is uh this is Darbs one. I thought this was you know this was a good one. Um, well put together, etc., etc. And um, yeah, man. I guess since we're back on this feud again, it's like no matter what they do, I guess from the start they haven't really made me believe any more that any of them could actually like steal one, you know. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of a a big part of what you're actually like, what you build a story fucking for, any you know. Mm-hmm. Because if you're at the same place that you was at the start when you were on the night of the match, then like, what have you actually spent the past <laughs> three months doing? You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, uh, as good as the video packages, it's like it's, it doesn't convince me anymore. But I think Derby might still one. You know, um, yeah. what did you guys think? Anything to add? Oh, same same thing, really. Solid, yeah, yeah it, all this stuff was well done and well produced. And I'm glad they did it, but. I can't argue with you in terms of, you know, no one's buying any title change here, right? Is what it is. Yeah. Um, right, so we had a... Uh, what, what's the, what was the stipulation? It was some form of no DQ. Monty, um, you missed the segment. You missed an important segment. I don't, uh, I don't think that's actually happened yet. Like, I saw the... Monty, you did not miss an important segment. Oh, no. What happened to Charlie? <laughs> Look what you've done, John. You did... It was not me, firstly. <laughs> I have not got that power. I'm not playing this way for this. Charlie is right. The segment is later. Big Hunda, I will get to it. My apologies. Monty Crown. I hope I don't we, miss we, it now. I'm on, I'm on edge now, it. brother. You know? Charlie, Charlie's right. It's, it's later. All right. So we had Energy versus Julia Hart in some form of... Was it Fools Count Anywhere? No Holes Barred? Some, some no, form it was of literally no just... Um, it was literally just uh, Julia Hart was banned from ringside. No, the Julia Hart match with Anna. Oh, oh, oh yeah, no, Hot Spot. Yeah. I don't know where we are in the show anymore. <laughs> he was only gone for like 10 seconds. <laughs> no, but it's like I can Charlie skipped 15 minutes. <laughs> the chat confused me, which then, which then Charlie explained to me where I was wrong and confused yeah. herself. And then Manny did this motion and Charlie disappeared from the screen and he said, oh no, what happened? And I was very confused. Oh, like, man. Internet, like cut out for a second and everything just got thrown off it's okay well, yeah no holds back, That's back on track with Anna Jack and Julia Hart going at it you know uh, <laughs> yes. you know they did the thing out there man you know I don't think they embarrassed anyone out there um, and yeah uh, Julia got the win I believe yes would have been embarrassed if I got that wrong considering I was watching the show <laughs> you know yeah uh, yeah, man. Uh, anyway, did, does anyone have any takeaways from this match other than, you know, they kind of just did what they needed to do out there? And My main takeaway was that they built, like, it's only ran for, like, f- three weeks or whatever, but they built a women's story. They had a match. Like, it went to a clean finish and whatever. Like, they built it more. They had another match. And they just, it was week to week. You could see where it was going. And we just need more of that in the women's division. Like no bullshit, just building stories like this and 
letting them get their shit off and doing what they need to do. I think they both look like okay out there. Like it wasn't a match of the year contender. It was never going to be with these two. But I think I don't think like they like you said they didn't embarrass themselves and there was some pretty cool spots like the suplex or whatever it was on the outside onto the stack of chairs that like kind of fucked Julia up was kind of mm-hmm. nuts. But I I think they look better coming out of it than they did going in, in my opinion. Yeah. Julia super over as well. Um, yeah. This this I don't this isn't like necessarily spiteful, you know. But like Pylons says, <laughs> Julia Hart is crazy over relative to her skill level. And, um, I think it just speaks on her presentation, though, because I mm-hmm. present her so well since she joined the House of Black. That act is like super over, right? Yeah. That act is honestly more over than it. Like the TV type gets relative is kind of crazy at times. Like every time the House of Black comes out as a unit, <clears throat> they get like a huge reaction. I'm kind of reminded of how much people like them. Yeah. Um, and Julia's yeah. a part of that. She's a cool part of the act. So mm-hmm. absolutely, her entrance is great. Great presentation. She's. I mean, her work is good for where she's at in her career, right? Like, she's yeah. not in any matches. Um, Anna Jay's biggest challenge is just the physicality sometimes, right? Her stuff doesn't look yeah. cool enough. And I, I thought this was actually one of her better showings in that regard. You could tell she was trying on that front. Um, so, no, I, I thought there's some good stuff for me. Again, you, you mentioned it, Charlie. It's like, it looked like Julia got hurt, right, on the uh, yeah. spot on the outside. She was struggling with her hip off they appeared. But hopefully everyone's okay. I, I thought they did a nice job, and I agree completely in terms of hopefully they can do more programs like this. It's fun. Yeah, some more like mid-card women's actual programs, even if it's just three weeks, like Charlie was saying, like yeah. three, four weeks. Or you just, not, you know, just mix some stuff in. You know, it allows it allows people to develop as well, which is always yeah. good. So, um yeah, man. Uh, next up, we had like a best friends promo before like, going out there to challenge the House of Black under their house rules. Um, and then we got the consequent match, of course. House rules, lights were out, people. Uh, the crowd lights were out, and there was just a spotlight on the ring. I actually thought it kind of looked quite cool, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's going to make it'll make it'll make their uh, it'll make these house rules house of black matches feel distinctive and it'll be synonymous with this reign that they're having and that's why I like it. Um, and uh, yeah, man, of course, house of black they had, a, they had a good match with the best friends and Bandido because you know, of course, well, I think they were calling them the best amigos on commentary the and best stuff. Amigos, which, you yeah. know, that's a nice little pop. Uh, it was a good match, man. Um, and like Joe said, man, like they, they are over, bro. The crowd's mm-hmm. into their matches. Um, part of me feels like the way that they've done the lighting may have helped like the crowd engagement a little bit even more. Like even though it was a crowd, yeah. like, even though it was um, a hot crowd and everything anyway, um, I don't know. It just kind of, you know, you put the spotlight on the ring, me. brother, you know? Just like hearing the crowd go like crazy for House of Black, like from the darkness, it was just really popping me. I thought it was quite cool. It's yeah. like, like you were saying, just like the presentation of this match, they want House of Black to feel like a big deal. And people have been like shouting at AEW to make that happen for so long now. And now they're doing it. So I'm happy about it. I thought it was cool. I, I agree. And I think, honestly, the biggest challenge with the House of Black <laughs> is that the audience probably likes them too much to be to be heels, right? And they're mm. kind of in the at times they've been in the middle. I mean, Julia is to me the babyface of the Anna J feud. I think that's fair assessment, right? And yeah. we saw Brody wrestle Garcia and get cheated at the end, which kind of made me wonder if they were going to work with the JS as babyfaces. But you know, the audience loves the House of Black, and more specifically, they love their when they have those dynamic combinations where they all you know fire off at once. They're all so explosive, mm-hmm. right? All three of those guys in different ways. 
So in some, it's almost hard for them to work a heat segment on like Trent, you know, whoever it may be. Like it's difficult. The people yeah. want to see the House of Black just roll. So that in some ways is the biggest challenge because they're such an explosive trio. It's like, you know, the baby faces, the audience kind of wants to see them get, you know, eat up by these guys. They're uh, they're spectacular. So that's that's one thing. But the match was fun. I liked it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Manny, what did you think of the uh, the spooky lights and the uh, and the match itself and just kind of like this house rules business? I couldn't get over the lights, bro. I don't know. I was telling Joe yesterday, it looked like a freaking uh, beginning of a takeover main event. And then they just left the lights. They forgot to turn the lights off. And then, then on top of that, you go brawling into the crowd, and you can't see anybody besides Bandito with his little gold on his all black gear, just flying around. But flying around, it, he did. It is what it is, man. I mean, the Malachi's gonna do his lore shit, and I just gotta live with it. And I do want to say though, Malachi and uh, Bandito were awesome in the beginning of the match, mm-hmm. and then I'm mad that. Uh, or more annoyed that we didn't get more uh, Buddy Matthews and uh, Bandito because what, what, yeah. what many stuff they did do was awesome and electric. So hope they run that one back, just them two. There's yeah, definitely man. more to explore with like this set of trios. I feel like there's some singles matches you could get out of it. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Especially with like, Bandito thrown into the match yeah. with the, uh, with the best we friends, get that best stuff. Guys, so. Yeah, man. Um, all right, so next up we had... Uh, Orange Cassidy was backstage, of course, like watching the match or whatever it is that he was doing. I can't quite remember the exact details of it. And he's attacked. He is attacked. And who is he attacked by? None other than Kyle Fletcher of Ozzy oh, Oakland. He, he shows up to the show with his belts and obviously he attacks Orange Cassidy. Um, yeah, man. The Ozzy Open boys are creeping onto Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be planting some seeds here, Charlie. What do you mm-hmm. think? Mm. I was very excited about this. Anyone anyone who's talked to me before knows that I'm a pretty big Aussie Open fan. Mm-hmm. Um, love those boys a lot. So seeing Kyle pop up on Dynamite, just like randomly, it's like, I know obviously like we're creeping towards Forbidden Door and you should be like anticipating things like this, but seeing him like pop up in a single situation is what caught me off guard more than anything else. But I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, they could have a very good match. And uh, we could talk about it now or after the cage match, but there, there's some things that could be building, like, with this happening. There's like, there's some things. Yeah, well, we've got the main event to talk about pretty much yeah. next, so we'll just we'll save it for the minute. Yeah. Um, anything, anyone got anything else to add about Cole Fletcher and the Aussie Open Boys being at Dynamite? No, this or... is what I thought you'd missed. So the last time I brought it up, I need, I need to break the show again, so I'm going to leave it. <laughs> All right, first, I thought that was Kyle Fletcher. He came up with it. Who's that? And then I realized who it was. He had two, but he had the belts, though. He had, he yeah, had I mean, belts. he looked like a kid. I mean, I don't know. I was like, Who's that? <laughs> he looked like a kid. It popped me so much. He was just holding the belts up and just went, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. I was like, this, That's all you've got to say. Totally can't do it. Sometimes I'm simple. And they just kept the camera on. The I mean, camera, like, yeah, the camera was stuck in like <laughs> 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. Exciting right, times so, um, to be a United Empire fan. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we had a couple of video packages for the main event. We had a Jungle Boy one, which was the last of the pillars. This was good again. Obviously, we've touched on this four separate times, so I don't think we need to again. 
And then we kind of got like a Jay White, Ricky Starks video package uh, about their match next week. Um, again, another week, another week without a Jay White <laughs> live in ring promo or anything yeah, super wish significant. Wish in the fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was listen, so bro. Hey, man. <laughs> Nah, hey. Many yeah. the Hooper saying that is crazy. <laughs> all right, so main event, what we all came here for, bro. You know, what, what had the people excited going into the show? You know, it was a great card, but this was the real, this was the real yeah. business. You know, the two big stars of the company, the heart and soul. You know, uh, the ace Muxler, Kenny Omega, one of the main figures that started it all, having their. Um, what is it like their fourth AEW singles match or something like that? Yes. Or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it is. Um, no one cares though because they're always great, you know. Um, Steel Cage. Oh, no, we did miss a segment. We missed the uh, Christian promo. Oh, uh, come on. We missed the best fucking thing. How did I miss? I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know how we missed that. Yeah, Christian. I don't know. I must have got uh, swept away with the heat. Yeah. You know? When did it happen? Does anyone know when it happened in the show? I want to know where, when I was meant to have slid it in, because I completely missed it. Like, it's not even... Uh... Yeah. I don't even know where in the show. All right, so Christian, Christian got all his heat. He was good shit. Yes. You know, Christian, it's what he does. He uh, was a lot of heat as well. It was a great segment. I don't actually have that much to say about it, funnily enough. No. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty cool. Someone replied to me... <laughs> on Twitter and said that they could barely hear what he was saying because they were booing so loud in the arena. Yeah. And that, I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, good shit, man. Good shit. Manny, you're the one who was, uh, you was disgusted that this got left off, you know? So uh, oh, you best have some, you got to have some form of take now, you know? Oh, that's like, putting you on the spot. I didn't say that, I just said it was good, I mean. <laughs> she did come on, man. I mean, what do you want to say, man? Christian's great as crap. I mean, you got Dino Man walking around looking like freaking the Road Warriors and then getting in a turtleneck. <laughs> Have you seen the Road Warriors movie. before? <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen pictures of them. Come on. I'm, I'm no historian, but I'm no chump, man. Come on, man. I, <laughs> Someone clip, I'm no historian, but I'm no chump, man. Come on. <laughs> I mean, Come on, it's awesome. I, I, him, him barely trying to, him trying to keep a smile together when they're chanting for Edge. I mean, it's just, it's art. This is yeah. the artist. This is artist creating his craft. It's great stuff. You know, the best Good shit. Absolutely, we're all, we're all big fans of Christian Cage. You know, um, I might as well throw this super chat up since we uh, got thrown a bit off track. Charlton Spurs five dollars. Triple H should see this and realize it's not hard to do a non-title women's feud. Listen, here's women. Never mind the non-title stuff, brother. You know, yeah, fuck you know. Fuck <laughs> let's let's get the whole. Let's get the. Let's even just get the big things on track first, mate. It's so uh, weird, man. It's bizarre. So bro, we, that was the one thing we yeah. all agreed on in NXT, right? It's it's insane to me. It's strange. Bizarre. How many, stuff, how many more people can Christian go after their dads in this promotion? No, oh, I'm sure quite a few. <laughs> He'll find someone. Um, Reggie says, Christian is that great of a heel. He had the crowd lying about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, no. Uh, Darren Walker, 
four pounds. Appreciate it. We need a punk versus Christian feud this year. Good luck. Oh, listen, I don't care. I don't care about issues. Good luck. <laughs> no, it's so sad, listen, man. I'd, uh, I'd pay for it, you know. Um, Someone's going to have to pay Christian a lot for it, I think. <laughs> Madfan84199, he says, Jay going to beat Starks and I'll see him money will pop. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll see. He does beat him, yeah. But it's off <laughs> Texas, brother, Ricky. Tony Khan doesn't have uh, hometown people losing their hometown, so. I'm, I'm ready to cry. Make an exception. It's okay. I guess we'll have to wait and see. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna be a mess. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> all right, main event. As I was just doing my uh, little monologue, you know, this is what everyone came to see: the big stars, Moxley and Omega, two former world champions, two of the biggest stars in the company, easily. Um, a lot of people's favourites. Great few going on right now between the Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club. A lot of moving pieces, which came to fruition. Well, some of it did at the at the end of the main event. But this was a really great match with loads of like cool spots and stuff that you'll remember from it. Um, they got a bit crazy in there. That's putting it very lightly. They basically had a glorified death match on national television in the cage, yep. you know. And I mean that in a nice way. Um <laughs> uh, it was yeah. There was a great brawl to start it off. Fucking, there was a V trigger through the cage. Moxie spent fucking what felt like fifteen minutes on screwing the turnbuckle. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, it, it was uh, really great shit. And at the end, fucking Don Cadiz, man. Don Cadiz, he fucking this piece of Never shit turned on his own family. The fuck? Um, it's good shit. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, I'll start with, let's start with the match, though. Let's start with the match. Yeah. Uh, this was awesome. Um, Joe, man, I think you've done a post-show, not directly after mm. the show, so I know that you've kind of at least touched on it. Um, so, Charlie, big I elite fan. I know. Yes. I was, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Get your shit off. Go for it. Uh, it was just... It's so interesting to me that every time that Mox and Omega get in the ring together they still manage to have a different type of match even though mm-hmm. or have all of their matches been stipulations at least three of them have been yeah, like three, every yeah. every time they get in the ring it's just they just they're so fucking good man like Absolutely. there were so many spots in there like I didn't know that they'd be able to top the next spot with whatever was coming next. Like, that V-trigger out of the cage, like, that's the big one that everyone's been talking about. That was nuts. I really thought Kenny had, like, separated his knee or something because, like, his leg getting caught in between the cage and the uh, fucking ring, that was just insane. Spooky spot, mate. This is, this is my type of shit. Like two of the, two of the wrestlers <laughs> I love in like a deathmatch situation. Like this like this is just right up my alley. It was very very good, and I had a lot of fun watching it. And like the brawl in the beginning as well with the box getting that huge pop, and it was just great shit. I had a great time. Hey, Matt was getting in there. I thought he was meant to be hurt. Yeah, man. Fuck. I mean, <laughs> yeah. getting in there. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting close to double or nothing. He's gonna rip that fucking thing off his arm at some point it's gonna be great mm-hmm. i can't wait yeah it was it was a really great main event uh about yeah. 100 um manny what did you think of this it's still cage affair this was uh this was my version day take of the big show and brock lesnar break the ring but they broke the cage cage side uh 
I, everybody praised praising Kenny Omega and all that for that V trigger, but I think it was John Moxley that was the star of that spot because he just just he took it like, like I told yeah. you, he took it like he didn't have a wife and kids, you know, at home. He just he took head first and then just bounced back up, beat the shit out of the camera dude for no reason, <laughs> and then just got back in there with an animal. And uh, it wasn't the match that I, I I didn't want. It wasn't the match that I expected to have. But it was still a great match, after all. I I, I kind of want to see what Kenny and uh, Kenny and John John Mo, I mean Moxie would have. <laughs> Moxie have I wanted them to see like having like a traditional cage match, but this is all still awesome. I just these guys are just like perfect in the ring together. A great rivalry between uh, I guess you could argue with who's the ace and soul of this promotion, but I still think it's John Moxley. Uh, John Moxley turning on Kenny. Shocked me, shocked me. I, I was, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> Not an emphasis on that. <laughs> you know, it's like, I was shocked. Me, you know, like, rocked me to my core. You know, um, yeah, it, it was good shit, man. It was definitely good shit. Um, Joe, how did you feel about this uh, this big main event? Yeah. I don't know how to follow that once again, but uh, no, it was awesome. It was a great, great time. I, I loved it. I actually think this is probably my favorite match they've had together. And I mean, I like the others, but reflecting on them rewatching it, I think it's my favorite of, the, of their kind of rivalry. And part of that's because the cage uh, confined is too strong a word considering some of the things they did in this cage. But, you know, relatively speaking, it kind of it kind of focused them in on a few key ideas and, and so did the runtime. Um, but they absolutely rocked it. I mean, it was... These two are very much, even though they're different in a whole lot of ways, they're very much kindred spirits in terms of being both being equally insane, right, and being down for absurd stuff that they definitely shouldn't do, especially in a TV match, but they do it anyway because, of course, they do. Um, the barbed wire visuals were, like, insane. We don't get those a lot yeah. anymore because most of the guys, quite reasonably, um, do not use the same barbed wire that John Moxley absolutely you know demands he use and legitimately tear his skin up <laughs> from left to right and that was the case here uh, and kenny quickly followed so so it was it was awesome super violent had a real nice feel to it in terms of just feeling like an organic fight even with all the weaponry and such and and yeah they killed it i mean kenny it, we we was without kenny for so long i think every time he gets in there now it feels special right especially in singles matches you put him in there with a star of moxie's caliber it really felt box office and big time so I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was great. Major chin, of course. Don Callis, that rap bastard. Yeah. Uh, Don Callis. You know he, he turns on. Uh, he turns on Kenny Omega. The people love Kenny Omega, and now they've got to hate Don Callis. It's a shame. Turning on family. It's quite disgusting. If you ask me, Kenny had the match won. He hit the one wing angel. You know it was over. Yeah. You don't get up from that. And uh, you know, as the ref is about to hit three. Don Callis comes in with that bastard screwdriver. And just fucking... I just don't know how we could do such a thing, Charlie, you know? Oh, don't. Don Callis has uh, turned. Can't believe it. Well, I can believe mm-hmm. it because, you know, kind of... I mean... Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> even still. <laughs> uh, nobody cares about this but me, but if somebody knows what kind of screwdriver he uses, let me know. It's been bothering me for the last couple of the last two weeks. I don't know if it's a flathead or a Phillips. I mean, just let me know what it is. 
Why do you ask? Do you have any sort of intentions? Ah, uh, she's bothered. Because <laughs> right. I have that a screwdriver too. Dude, <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting, man. <laughs> wow. Cool. Uh, Henry Charles Albert Davis <laughs> sends a super chat saying one ninety nine says he knows how it feels to have family betraying. That is um, <laughs> sorry to hear that, mate. Man, he said I, I have a screwdriver in there when I leave. <laughs> Look, he was <laughs> like he was going to retrieve it, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was the fact yeah. Joe asked him if he had any intentions. He said no, and then said I have a screwdriver. <laughs> I just like I do like two podcasts, three podcasts a week, Manny. So I'm a little concerned. Oh my god, he was Manny froze for everyone else. Look at, look at Manny. <laughs> Manny looks. Oh. Look at him. I've never seen him look so joyous. Look at that freeze. It's a good freeze. It's a good freeze. Hopefully he comes back. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that really cool. Oh, up. we've lost. We've him. all had technical difficulties tonight. Yeah. I, I well, hold, on, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. What? Where, where you, was more? You forgot the best segment on the show, brother. That's not a technical difficulty. <laughs> That's just being a fucking idiot, you know? <laughs> that was great, man. He said, you missed the best segment on the show, and you then said that two minutes later. He said, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. We heard you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, Charlie, man. I was going to throw it to you anyway. <laughs> Break oh. down what Don Callis is thinking here, please. Or what, where this might lead? I will say, like, I would say I've been pretty tapped in with, like, the law that's going on around the feud. I mm-hmm. did not anticipate anticipate Don Caddis splitting off from the elite in this way. I thought he was going to get kicked out of the group for trying to, like, drive the wedge between the Bucks and Kenny. But clearly he's seen that that's not working or something and took matters into his own hands. and. Mm-hmm was a dick to Kenny and drove the screwdriver into his face and which is a callback to how uh, Kenny beat Mox for the title actually because Don Callis whacked him with the microphone in that match so nice little callback to that but I'm interested to see what happens with this um I don't think Don Callis is going to be linking up with the Blackpool Combat Club I don't think they need a spokesperson like him in that group I feel like it will throw off the dynamics too much I will say it was very interesting that a member of United Empire popped up on a dynamite mm. and then Don Callis turned on Kenny Omega. And if you remember, I don't remember when it was, but Don Callis had that backstage segment with Will Ospreay yeah. and they had the handshake and they had that little segment and they do their back the and forth and stuff. Yep. Mm. It's got like from can Winnipeg Rub or whatever in his bio now. We can hear you. <laughs> What's good, man? What's good? I think my power went out. <laughs> oh, no. Incredible. Oh, you no. the house of black too much. Now you're living Oh, no. no. Everybody's everybody's turning turning on like, robot on me. I guess this is a goodbye. I mean, for tonight. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but before I go, I wanted to show you all my, my screwdriver. <laughs> 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 oh. Someone said who is hello, which is not incredible. <laughs> the Hooper man, you know. Who else? I, I didn't realize how dark my room was. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> anyway, we're finishing up anyway. So um, the only one other thing I wanted to just touch on really quick is that um, Meltzer earlier on Observer Radio said that I, um, that Will Ospreay has been booked for All In. Yes. No, that, he said as of a couple of days ago, he has been booked. Don't know who the opponent is yet, even though I know a lot of people would hope and it's suspected it's probably going to be Kelly Omega. Um, but there's no confirm on who the opponent would be, but he's going to be at the show. I don't think he surprises anyone. It's also, uh, you know, it's uh, it's, it's great yeah. to know. Manny, how do you feel about Will Ospreay? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what's going on. You know what? I'm going to go outside. Hold on. Give me a second. I still, I still haven't got over, man. He said he didn't know how dark it was. <laughs> What does that even mean? How does that work? <laughs> oh, he's cooked, he's, man. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's cooked. Is... He, he's cooked. Anyway, you know, let's throw this round. Um, we're happy to see Will Ospreay and all in. Yes. Of course we are. You know, we're Brits. You know, there's only Brits left on this screen now. So, uh, <laughs> yep. you know, we're, we're all big Ospreay fans. We've all seen him. We've all seen what he can do. Um Oh man, I I am actually kind of I'm, I'm leaning quite heavily towards the Kenny match now. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but last year at Forbidden Door, like when they announced the Orange Cassidy match, I was kind of like, well, yeah. And then they had like one of the best matches on the show, arguably the best yeah. match on the show. So, but I'll throw anyone in there with Osprey, exactly. throw Manny in, throw Manny in there with Osprey. Throw Manny. <laughs> Yeah. Maddie and his screwdriver. I don't know if he wants yeah. to be taken. Yeah, Manny's Manny's a pretty heavy hitter. You know, I don't know if he wants that. We'll see. Oh my god. I love it. <laughs> Yo <laughs> That is an insane visual. <laughs> He's still got the headstand. It's bright out here. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. Um I'm, I'm gonna be like Kevin Steen. <laughs> there we go Manny you got anything you want to add about Don Callis or anything like that did you show him my picture no we didn't do that the, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, we were waiting for your cue you know yeah there you go here we go folks here we go you ready what, for what it? do you this want one. go over there <laughs> wait <laughs> There it is, man. Work of the Hooper. The Don Father. Why is Spoiler? Yeah, what, I don't know. Oh, because I was telling, I was telling uh, for Joe yesterday about the Michael Corleone and Fredro Corleone. Yep. Remember that scene in Cuba, I think, where like, he kissed him and he the kiss of death and he, he murked him. He did. Oh, yeah, it's hot in my Man. car. I'll just go walk around. <laughs> many, did, many did bring this up. Manny was struggling to just finish this, you know, <laughs> finish this spot right now. You know, he, he, wants fini- he wants Look to finish. He wants to finish this match. Most Look people would just give up and just be like, you know, like, you guys finish the podcast. <laughs> not the who, but it's not. It's not in his style, you know. Um, does anyone have anything they want to add to the Don Callis stuff right now? Whilst Joe tries to get it together. <laughs> Look at <laughs> <Manny>. <laughs> that was 
there was an exclusive that AEW put out where um Manny, that wind's crazy. I'm gonna have to mute. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he not muting him? There it is. <laughs> there was um there was an exclusive AEW put out where someone tried to grab an interview with Don Callis as he was running from the arena and he was on the phone with someone. So take your guesses as to who. Could be Osprey, could be Takeshita. Could, uh, could be Ibushi. Could, could, could be Nick Aldis. Could be Nick Aldis. Could oh yeah. He's gonna <laughs> turn up on impact tonight. That's that's the mm. real crap. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm there's so many moving parts to this story, and even though I've been pretty good at like predicting what's gonna come, like they're get they're getting some drops on me, and there's some stuff I haven't seen coming. So I'm excited. Mm. Best story. Yeah, well, I am actually like, really interested, excited. Dare I say to see how it all plays out with these and where to go with this story and how they keep it keep it interesting the longer it goes on and all these kind of things. Um. There was something else I wanted to touch on. Uh, there was a the news earlier that Punk has been pushing to work with Samojo. It was a name that a lot of people were suspecting, and we did we did basically talk about it yesterday. Yeah. But now there's actually like a report, Fightful Select. They're saying that um, sources close to point, close to CM Punk have indicated that he's been pushing to want to work with Samoa Joe when he returns. Um, don't think this is much of a surprise to many people, especially after the past couple of days. Um, yeah, that, we we spoke like I said we spoke about it yesterday, but that's the kind of shit I want to see in Wembley Stadium. You know, yeah. oh, that that's that that's that real fucking shit right there. That's um, you know, that's that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's miraculous. That's fucking that's beautiful. As Joe would it say, <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, sure. But yeah, man, I don't think this surprises anyone, does it? Punk wants to work with his pal. You know, like it's yeah. I think to be honest, there's a long list of guys who want to work with Joe, right? We hear it all the time in interviews and such, and Punk specifically, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, they've been, yeah, they were the most kind of um, famous dance partners for one another for a while there in the mid 2000s. Joe has been, you know, been far away from Punk for long enough that some people have not seen those matches. A lot of people haven't seen those matches, yeah. they're gonna watch yeah, the next one, 100%. but once upon a time, they were integral parts of each other's story and I think that never changes no matter how far each of them climbed after that so mm-hmm. ever since Punk came back even when Joe was still in NXT it felt like an inevitable thing they would just eventually this would work out and it would happen and it appears we're fast approaching that now so uh, I'm very excited for it. you know I know there's gonna be a lot of like inexplicable comparing to what it was which is just not worth doing it's pointless yeah I have no doubt they're gonna have, they're gonna produce something really really enjoyable even at this point in their yeah, careers I'm they're sure both way too smart to, to miss you know that they'll they'll make this worth our while i think i'm excited 100 you know what sure. manny since you got your shit together i wasn't i was just gonna end the podcast and do like the and do the uh you know do the outro and stuff but manny samoa joe cm punk the reports are in you know it's like punk is pushing through we're getting the dream your thoughts um I mean, shit, man. They're going to create magic on the world stage. And people are mm-hmm. going to watch it. And millions of fans are going to rejoice. I mean, this is what it is. They're, and I hope everybody just... We're not going to have these men for much longer in, in this space. And just let them create their art. I hope they go 60. <laughs> Beautifully said, man. Manny the Hooper. And on that note, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, please like and subscribe if you haven't already, especially get those likes up, um, you know, 
Um, we appreciate it as always. The super chats, we're always super grateful for those. You guys are the best when it comes to that. I think I genuinely think we've got like the best live chat in like, the whole of wrestling. You know, <laughs> like it's uh the bits, obviously the super chats, which we of course appreciate. But just kind of like how the live chat is always so engaging and kind of along for the ride, whether it's technical yeah. difficulties or agendas and bits or whatever the fuck it is or yeah. whatever mess we're doing over here you know um, guys are the best. yeah we have a we have a really really great uh viewership base or whatever you want to call it you know um but yeah shout out to you guys shout out to everyone that's been with us watching tomorrow we'll be back with on puris I'm not. Is, did Tony do the six thirty rampage again, or is it normal time? It's, uh, it's, it's just Saturday. Saturday special. Yeah. Okay, so on Purist back in its normal time slot, six pm Eastern, um, eleven pm UK time. Make sure you tapped in for that if you're a big fan of those guys. I know a lot of you guys are. Big A O, Rob and Chris, um, Joe's weekly match reviews. They're on the site. I'm going to be dropping a many feature tomorrow, probably. Hi. Um, I wrote something. Did um, Charlie? Charlie's got a feature coming out that she's working on. She'll get to. She'll. She, yeah, yeah, she'll drop more details about that when she wants. And yeah. um, yeah, man, just keep supporting the course. Like I said, we really appreciate you guys. Like I said, we've got like you know the best, like, some of the best viewership and you know uh, followers and subscriber base like in this whole entire space and we are super super grateful as it for it so you know keep on supporting us because we are super grateful for it and it's appreciated and again thanks for everyone that watched like subscribe Martin, and, you uh, tell me what i wrote no <laughs> peace <laughs> <laughs>